Hello, listeners. Welcome to the inaugural uh, episode uh, for Real Movie Reviews. Uh, again, I am Aaron Wolf. Uh, Patty, how you doing? Doing great. Doing well. Russo. Lovely Sunday afternoon. How Pretty good. You? Ready to get the show on the road. Awesome. Awesome. I hope you guys are ready to keep it real. That's what we do here, apparently. Um, so our first uh, movie review is based on uh, the movie Good Boys, um, directed by Gene Stupnitsky. Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, it was <laughs> Sorry, actually Gene. his uh, directorial debut, believe it or not. But Job he was Gene. pretty heavily involved in The Office, I'm understanding, um, which is pretty sweet. In the show, The Office, not just around The Office. <laughs> not, not, not my <laughs> office. No, yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, uh, the screenplay was written by him and his partner, Lee Eisenberg. Uh, they, did, they do quite a lot of work together. Uh, it was produced by a couple guys you might think are familiar, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, uh, as well as uh, Lee Eisenberg and James Weaver. Uh, Good Boys stars uh, three pretty wonderful actors. Uh, Keith Williams, who plays Lucas. Brady Noon, who plays Thor. And Jacob Tremblay, who plays Max. Um, what we always get, are going to do at the start of each uh, podcast, though, is talk about previews. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Some notable previews from this uh, this one. The thing I can't wait to talk about the most is the new Terminator. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Terrible. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> that song, uh, man. Wow. I, 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 just, uh, I don't get the timelines. Like, I, I, granted, I haven't watched every single Terminator movie, TV show, web series, webinar. But at the same time, how is Arnold a Terminator like old? Now, do, do robots age? Is this uh, the new normal? Correct. Yeah, that apparently yeah. is the is the way it goes. And I thought Linda Linda Hamilton was just blown up on a fence. <laughs> Seems to send that quite a bit. So as far as a gift. Essentially, what they've decided to do is go the route of just for forgetting that every movie happened other than the first two Terminators, uh, which is pretty much. I'm okay with that actually. Yeah. Because the other ones, by and large, to my understanding, suck dick. So, <laughs> so Terminator Two ninety one. Now it's a present day. Still, Judgment Day hasn't happened, I guess. So we're still figuring that out. But anyway, looking looking forward to that. Uh, not only watching that movie, but also I'm sure you guys will like listening to that review. <laughs> um, another good uh, preview we saw. I think pretty highly anticipated movie coming out pretty soon. It Chapter Two. Oh my god, I can't wait. Having yeah. having be, being someone who hates scary movies, I now have to sack up and watch the first It and cry, and then I've already purchased my tickets to, to It too, thanks to you guys. So yes. I hope yes. you're there to hold my hand and, and give me tissues while I cry my eyes out. Yeah, if I was doing like a top five horror movies of the past year or two, I would say the Chapter Two trailer was probably <laughs> my, <laughs> probably my favorite horror film I've seen. Yeah, sure. man. I mean, it, it is it, it, you know from from anyone who is aware and well-versed with horror genre. It is one of the greatest scary stories of all time, horror stories of all time, and the first one was fantastic. So I can only imagine if it's anything as good as the trailer, it's going to be well worth the visit. It's also going to be three hours long, which oh, it man. is going to be incredible. Just Plus, well, kill me now. Right. God yeah, totally. damn it. How long is the first one? Uh, I think like two hours, maybe 15 hours, minutes. Yeah, yeah, well, I understand yeah. why his teeth are so fucked up in some places and not in others. Probably by the not. first movie, no, it's just no. kind of a thing you got to deal with. Yeah, the whole and the whole idea is that the, the monster becomes the thing you're most scared of. Yeah. So for every person, it's different, and that's why I like it. It's so for me, it would be that he would become a horror movie. Because yeah. I, the thing yeah. I'm the most scared of in this world. Movie. Okay, go. great. Besides, you would just carry an iPad around. And watch this. 
Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it, believe it or not. Um, another good uh, preview we saw was for another horror movie, but it's more like a comedy, it seems like, Ready or Not. That was good, man. Yeah. So, so far, it's uh, 100% Rotten Tomatoes, so mm-hmm. looks like it's definitely going to be a winner. So I'm seeing a lot of good things about it. Obviously, they, they played this, I think, a couple months ago for critics, so they obviously think they have a, a winner on their hands for sure. So Yeah, I, uh, I thought that it wouldn't get released. it get pulled away for all the sensitive people out there who don't like hunting people. <laughs> yeah. well, I've, seen, the the, I've seen they pulled another movie, movie because of that. Hunt. Yeah, so that's yeah. the hunt, but why is this one okay? I'm it's not kind called of the hunt. To... It's called Ready or Not. Okay. And, and uh, I don't think. Uh... Maybe because it's a comedy, they kept it in there. Yeah. So but like again, that. the theme is rich people hunting poor people, which is <laughs> really? just really. It sounds awkward like these days. It's very timely for what's going on in America. Right? Yeah, there we go. I'll leave it there. Um, cool. Well, yeah, uh, looking forward to those movies for sure. Absolutely. Um, back to Good Boys. Um, general thoughts from me. I was extremely satisfied by the movie. I uh, brought up a lot of nostalgia. For well, guys, doing a podcast, you find out there's some things you got to learn. And one of them is that you might have to deal with technical difficulties. So we just cut off right there. We're going to pick it right back up with nostalgia. That was the last word I said. Um, I, I just thought the movie was great. I had a constant smile on my face. Uh, I thought the Beanbag Boys were some of the coolest little kids ever. Yeah, you looked like a kid that just discovered his first boner watching that. <laughs> yes, the same theater. I can't about kids. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, God. We just need to get cut off the air right now. Yeah, right? So, oh, technical difficulties. Oh, God. <laughs> it was nice working with you guys. Though. Yeah, see you, see you later. No, no, no. It was, it was a great movie. I, uh, I mean, like, you know what? We've seen a lot of the comedies from the, the producers that have been involved, you know, the, the frat pack, so they called them in the 2000s and early 2010s. Um, and and I, I feel like recently some of their comedies have kind of lost a little bit of their luster, haven't been quite as funny, and then been like a, a movie as funny as like Role Models in a long time. Um, but that was great, kind of returned to form. Uh, the, the motif of having all the jokes with the kids who don't really fully understand all the jokes they're saying really worked. Um, it was funny, it was engaging, it was kind of thought-provoking, and I don't know, recently, whenever I've seen shows that sort of tackle that, like, stage in, in your life, like, puberty, which is just weird for everyone, everyone's at a different level, everyone, different different timing, kind of going through it, it's weird, and you kind of forget about it when you get older, but watching it, I was like, man, this is a kind of, kind of deep and thought-provoking in a kind of cool way, um, and, uh, it's right, you know, that the friends you grow up with kind of grow apart as you guys get older and develop your own interests and stuff, but... A really cool idea and uh, a really sweet movie, and also hilarious. I laughed the entire time like a lunatic. Yeah, that's the biggest thing too. Is uh, it was definitely hilarious the entire time. One one cool thing about it too was the kids. Like even though they were cursing, they were pretty much the three nicest kids in the world. Totally. That just happened to curse, and everyone remembers when they were younger. Kids say literally the most insane things in the world and are cursing every three or four seconds. So I thought they did a great job with it. I think uh, one thing that really helped it was. For the most part, everyone in this movie is kind of an unknown, which kind of brings it back. Like, first time I saw Forty Year Old Virgin, I really didn't know much about Steve Carell. First time I saw Knocked Up, didn't really know much about Seth Rogen. So this kind of brings it back to those days of like Super Bad and all those films yeah. that they made. And I think it definitely kind of was probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in theaters in the last two or three years for sure. You know the other movie that uh, Jacob Tremblay's Max was in? What's that? He was in Room. 
That movie about the kid, like the person who was like abducted and held that room. You see that little up. boy? He's the little boy in that movie. How wow. crazy is that? You're, I'm Russo, Russo's favorite person ever, Brie Larson. Yeah. Won an Oscar for that. She did. Russo yeah. hates <laughs> Brie Larson. He thinks <laughs> Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's the biggest waste of space in the world, oh, according man. to, to don't Russo. Give, okay. Don't give me don't give story story story. Right Hey man. Now. It's, that's the way it goes. I, th- I find it hilarious that she's like an Oscar winner. Yeah, I loved her haircut. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a big part. Big part of that. She's very progressive. Manager. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought one of the best parts about Good Boys was how, as an older person, you can look back at that time and you can relate to so many of the things they were talking about. Totally, yeah. Like, just drug awareness, like the dare thing, how the Molly is just the worst thing in the world. Yeah. People are going to be trying to run your city down to the ground. But then there was just this combination of things that were so 2019 about it that you're just like, wow, that's what kids are going through right now. Totally. That is fucking crazy, totally. including having an iPhone. Every single one of those kids has a phone. I share uh, a phone with my brother and sister when I was in It's been 20 years. I had the Nokia like super brick thing. You couldn't, you couldn't destroy that thing oh, yeah. if you tried. Yeah, yeah. Things like SCAB, the Student Coalition Against Bullying. <laughs> People just bullied in my high school. Yeah. You just went off you and killed yourself like a normal person if you got your ass beat like these these things are so crazy and, and like pointed now that it's really funny i thought that was a good combination of i love the names uh like thor is the name of a child brixley uh soren like there's so <laughs> many so many names these are like clearly names that like millennials like us named their kids to be unique and different yeah. and yes. yeah there, there weren't any Sorens in my high school <laughs> nor any brixley's nor any thor thor would have been cool yeah, absolutely yep um so guys we're gonna take a quick break here coming up when we get back we're gonna talk about our favorite characters and uh some favorite scenes without doing too many spoilers for you guys uh we can just intro the music scene at the end it's right there holy shit that was fucking hilarious uh but yeah we'll be right back guys all right so as far as it, when it comes to the characters of this film i don't know who you guys thought was the best character i thought it was a runaway with uh Lucas. So Lucas obviously plays the one that looks like a forty-year-old man of the three, <laughs> of the three kids, uh, played by Keith L. Oh Williams. shit! You're in my econ class. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines from the frat house. Yeah, yeah. it's cool that they decided to have Craig Robinson do the DA. <laughs> he, he looked great. In that was great. But uh, yeah, I thought the kid. You know, for whatever reason, he was kind of the punchline for every single scene. He kind of just put it together. He would always have that last kind of moment that would end the scene, and he was definitely like the sweetest kid of them all with he was kind of the one behind the like listen we're not we're not going to be uh giving these people any drugs like that's against the law like he's <laughs> total scab total scab total yeah scab. he ended up in the right place by totally. the way that's for sure spoiler alert yeah well oh. they'll still have to oh, see well. it if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film it's, <laughs> it's a little, i mean find a real review uh yeah my favorite character was I, I went back and forth thor was great of the three kids i thought he was like Clearly, the, the most kind of out of place in terms of like where he was and what he wanted to do in high school and just the the changes that we were going through at the same time. Um, but of the characters, Will Forte, uh, he always cracks me up and he looks like he's aging terribly. <laughs> but uh, uh, his entire scene, when he, the opening scene, when he realizes his son's going through puberty, he's just stoked. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah, real last man on earth right there. Totally. He doesn't look that good. He's, he's, he's funny in that scene when he walks in on his son. He won't get up to hug him. I just think that's a great way to set off the movie. We've, all been, we've all been there. I don't think uh, he knew he was in a movie. I think they just put him on set and were like, hey, go talk to this little kid. <laughs> that's his actual son. 
my favorite character uh, is a runaway for me. It's the music teacher. Um, just the fact that he's a drug addict and uh, so close to these children and producing such a crazy uh, musical. Just a really, uh, really great character in general, especially <laughs> at the party at the end when he's all jacked up trying yeah. to tell people about it. So I, I thought that uh, they did a really good kind of subtle way of setting it up when he tells the kids in the beginning of the film, he's just like, listen, I made a couple my, you know, a couple changes to the script, you know, just going to be based off all my experiences in Los Angeles. I hope you guys <laughs> really like it. He's like talking to little kids and then obviously they don't have the payoff until the very end, which I, I won't spoil, but it is truly incredible. Very yeah. funny. A very funny song as well to use. Foreigner. I want to know what love is. Great. Definitely something you can nod your head to and totally. uh, enjoy a 12 year old uh, lip syncing to it. No, I was thinking about uh, Stranger Things, the second, uh, this most recent season, which is, and that show is amazing. Any listeners out there, if you haven't watched it, watch that show. Uh, but my favorite part of the third season is the scene where uh, Dustin and his girlfriend are singing their songs. That ridiculous montage came out of nowhere. It's like hilarious. Really weird. Kind of similar in this one. Yeah. That ending montage at the end is just, it's great. It just ties the movie together. The only difference is obviously Dustin was responsible for murdering people by wasting that much time and that girl, but hey. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> if you look past that. That girl's a bitch. Great. No, it wasn't terrible. Really horrible. Yeah, yeah. really horrible. Mm -hmm. um, favorite scenes, guys? Anything that's coming to mind? Maybe just because I was also in a fraternity, but the frat house scene was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. They took out the entire fraternity house with a paintball gun. Uh, that, was, that was just priceless. Yep. Yeah, I would say overall that that was kind of one of the things for me. It didn't have necessarily like any like standout, crazy, crazy like oh this is going to be one of the most memorable movie scenes ever. But the movie just flowed very well from scene to scene, and they didn't like overdo it. It was kind of spread out. There was never like a lull period of the movie, and I thought they did a really good job of each scene. Kind of had its little moment and kind of kept the the plot moving in the next direction, which was cool. For sure, I thought when they were uh, figuring out plot of the movie is essentially they're trying to find out how they can kiss at the kissing party, the first one they've ever been invited to. Uh, when they go on Google and they just start searching how to kiss, uh, they come out with I, what I can only imagine is something that we see in our daily lives pretty much all the time, but for a 12-year-old, pretty crazy guilty. to yeah. run into that. Yeah, all guilty of that. Uh, um, but just their reactions, typical uh, of what a kid would do. And uh, <laughs> just, again, bringing back a lot of that nostalgia from when you're young. Uh, if you're any age, you will enjoy this movie because we were all that age at one point. Um, also, can we just talk about the music really quick? Did you guys notice that it was a great soundtrack overall? Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, like, uh, it was, that's the thing. The movie was so good and it flowed so well that I didn't actually have that much time to stop and ruminate. Uh, ruminate? Ruminate. Ruminate. Reminisce. I thought your About brother was here for a second. Yeah. with Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, no, it's good. I mean, anything so, like, that throws in Asia heat of the moment is always great. It's definitely like great. a 40-year-old virgin. Um, the, movie, the movie opens with Jungle Fever, which is in Boogie Nights. It's just a very cool kind of melody to get the get the get things rolling and you know that from these producers a lot of the times they start off their movies with something that's fairly poignant to the uh, to the storyline like Knocked Up always comes to my mind with ODB. Uh, I like it raw, just such a good, cool melody <laughs> that gets into it. Ever. It's, it's what, the best uh, opening of all time. What was Max watching in, the, in his room? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like a cartoon or something? Yeah. Some sort of, no, he was essentially like playing some sort of uh, 
online. Oh, yeah. Who's creating a character? And he was character. just making it as a Oh, that's right. Awesome. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Big, big boobs. Uh, yeah. Gargoyle or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Back to taking it back to HBO's signature days, trying to get a, <laughs> catch a glimpse of some boobs. Yeah. That's uh, funny. But yeah, a couple of good uh, rap songs, a couple of uh, like old, oldies like Barry White, Can't Get Enough of Your Love. I just thought it was, a, like Patty said, a good flow. Good, like, good overall soundtrack. Kind of reminded me a little bit like Hot Tub Time Machine. They yeah. were kind of playing those bangers. Yeah. But uh, as far as this film goes, I obviously I did really like it. I thought it was funny. Uh, but I was just kind of curious what you guys thought. As far as, I would say this is kind of in that like Apatow family tree branch dating back to Freaks and sure. Geeks. And, you know, for me, this was a good film and definitely above some of those uh, really bad Apatow films. But I didn't think it was up there. You mean like Sausage Party? Really yeah, Sausage Party's probably, that won the Academy Award for <laughs> Worst, yeah. movie. worst movie ever. Yeah, but no, nah, I definitely think so. This is a good film. I necessarily, nothing really too quotable from it. No, no lines that I, you know, really stuck with me. But the, the whole movie was funny. It's no knock on that. Obviously, I'll, I'll see it again at some point and see. You know, sometimes these movies get better with time. But uh, definitely not a movie that I'm like dying to see again. Like some of the other ones, like obviously Knocked Up, Super Bad, um, and uh, yeah, you know, it, uh, I, I would I would respectfully disagree just because um, you know. It, it reminded me a little bit of when I first saw Superbad. Um, when I saw Superbad, I invited Tim um, in New York after our freshman year of college. I laughed so hard at the entire movie that I missed half the jokes. And on second viewing, I was like, man, it, it, I, all the jokes that I missed were even better than the first ones. That's what you can tell from like a really good Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. It was just, it's the jokes that you see the second time that are so quotable. So I would say with this one, I didn't feel like I missed half the jokes. I felt like I heard everything perfectly, and there was no. And that's like again, like a lot. A lot of the lines were very short, sure, which is great. I want to see the second time before no before doubt. advancing a theory one way or the other. But I would say that it was definitely closer to the top end of the movies in terms of. You know, this is a good story. Good story. A lot of good jokes, and it, it didn't really have any like bad moments. Wasn't like really cringeworthy like some of the other movies, but but again, there's, there's movies on second viewing that are that are way better. Like when I first saw Talladega Nights, when I first saw Step Brothers, I thought this movie sucked. Uh, I just didn't really get it. I thought it was kind of too stupid. Second or third viewing, they made the funniest ones they've ever made. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll see second or third time. But I I, I think it would I think it would uh, last well and it would um, have some staying power. No, it's a good debate because the quality of movies that these guys have put out is really high on the one end. And then some of them are just so shitty. Garbage. But this one definitely doesn't fall into the shitty range. It's definitely up there, in my opinion, with some of the good ones. Maybe not as quotable, but still has has staying power. It, it has some odes to some other movies, like when they're having the kissing party, the mom is like kind of the cool mom. And that's like kind of Mean Girls, ties back to Mean Girls. Um, <laughs> the divorce line. Oh, God. When great. he finally shows that his parents are getting divorced, it's like, What'd you do? <laughs> that is to me is hilarious. Uh, just like uh, very, it's always your fault type of thing when you're 12 years old. You, it, nothing else is anyone else's fault. So um, I agree uh, more so that it is kind of higher up there. Um, you know, so. the thing is a lot of comedies, um, and, and I, I've, I've been getting kind of defensive with commercials when they're, uh, they give away too much. I try to like cover my ears, cover my eyes and not see them because I feel like a lot, oftentimes movies just try and give you as many jokes as possible so that you'll go see it but they waste all the good jokes in the trailer this time i felt like i there weren't overused jokes that i'd seen in the trailer a bunch of times that ruined it for me and that's already a win because i think most comedies fall into that trap yeah for sure agreed all right to close out we're gonna go with a ranking here um i'll start i i would go with a, a solid eight out of ten on this movie 
Um, what we're going to recommend as part of the podcast is uh, how you guys as listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, should go see the movie. I would definitely spend the money and go see this in theaters if you have the chance. Um, very funny. Just an ode to you know nostalgia, childhood, and things we've all been through at one point. And some things that some certain kids now are going through. So, uh, Patty, how about you? Yeah, I, I'd give it eight point five. Actually, it's definitely it's not you know the greatest comedy of all time, but it's definitely hilarious. It's worth the price of admission to a theater. Um, I recommend seeing it there. Laugh with a bunch of strangers. It's always a good time. Um, definitely go see this. Don't 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 wait until it's streaming on uh, your TV and everyone's already seen it and, and the jokes are all all old. Yeah, I would say, uh, seems like you guys liked it a little more than me, but I, I still would say 8 out of 10. I would say definitely see it in theaters, mainly for the reason, so it did, it was number one. Uh, it was one of the, it's like the first uh, in a long time uh, original comedy to be number one at the box office in like ah, two, you know two years, make like 20 mil, which is nothing. It's kind of sad that that's the number one one, and it's basically because of Netflix, and I personally think most Netflix comedy movies are absolute dog shit. Oh, so it's the worst. I think it, if people want more, quality like this released in theaters like it. support it right yeah Great. i think adam sandler will hate us if we start talking about all the movies well, isn't it like content out like another dozen more movies i wouldn't be surprised i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah <laughs> <laughs> well guys garbage. Uh, thanks for your time and talking about funny. good boys thought it was funny uh go see it in theaters uh thanks for listening guys this has been the real movie reviews podcast for myself patty and russo have a great one thanks guys do 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 be da be da. Real movie reviews.